Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. Let's hope that I'm not muted tonight. Uh, I started the class late. Yeah. I, I fucked up everything. I fucked up everything that I was supposed to be doing. Uh, guys, we got a great show for you tonight. I'm very excited. Uh, sorry we couldn't do a show on Friday. Uh, my two wonderful guest hosts were out of town. Unfortunately, uh, it was the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, things got busy and I was going to have a guest and that guest fell through and so I just was like not going to sit here in front of the camera bore everyone all by myself uh, I didn't feel like that was going to be useful to anybody uh, I'm not I'm not the talent here you know what I mean I'm just the guy who hosts the show uh, the talent is everybody else in now he's going to bore you with three other people <laughs> yeah now, now, now we're going to be able to bore everybody together you know what I mean yes. it's almost the holiday the group effort. why not bore everyone together uh, we got a great show for you today. Last night was wild. Uh, if you get to watch Tim Pulse, we're definitely going to be talking a lot about that tonight. Um, it was fucking insane. Uh, before we get too far into it, of course, let's talk about Top Lops. The, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break Cycle, where you can get this great fuck around and find out. Gun Lady Liberty shirt, the uh, hoodie that you see me wearing tonight. You can get it in this army green color or a hundred other colors uh, by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or you can join the Patreon, subscribe, star, become a member of the YouTube channel under all of my videos by hitting the join link. We can get into a private Discord server and get uh, uh, up to 30% off uh, for two weeks on all his new gear before it goes to the general public. So if you're like five or ten bucks a month supporting Patreon and getting all of uh, Top Lops' new stuff, uh, you're really saving money and supporting two, uh, two people who are trying to put out content. And so it's a, really, it's a good deal for all three of us. Um, so we appreciate that. We appreciate you for doing that. Um, and of course, uh, one of his new shirts is amazing. I talked about it on every show. Uh, Raytheon sent him a cease and desist, uh, cease and desist letter uh, for putting out a Raytheon shirt. Uh, and instead of getting entirely rid of the shirt, he just changed it to Gaytheon in rainbow colors. And it's perfect. You can get that shirt uh, by using BTC at checkout for 10% discount. Or, like I said, join join the show. Support us all. And, uh, and make yourself a little money, too. Good stuff. Uh, and of course, executive producers of the show and planning.com for all your emergency crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. They help organizations solve unsolvable problems in the technology and HR arenas. Uh, their team leads by example. Anthem consultants have led their own organizations through demanding periods of change. Now they help clients succeed in the face of technology, personnel, uh, challenges and they're amazing people. I mean, Amy Lepore is one of my favorites. I've had her on the show a couple times. Probably about time to have her back on the show soon. Um, or, or her wonderful husband. Either one of them are amazing, uh, beautiful, wonderful people. So I'd love to have her on. Uh, guys, let's check in with my well-haired, beautiful co-host, Mr. Ryan Kurt. Sir, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. The the basketball league I'm in started up last night, and my older brother said to tell you, uh, we won. Suck it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that you. I'm glad. Hey, listen. I'm glad you're doing something that's fun for you. I got. I signed my 11 year old son up for uh, for basketball starting in January. Uh, he'll be playing with Upward, which is like the it's like the church leagues, but they have a really big league here. Okay. Um, and it's pretty it's pretty cheapish, um, but they also have cheerleading. So my um, eight year old wants to do cheerleading, so she's gonna be cheerleading. He's gonna be playing basketball. It's pretty cool little. Uh, situation but um, I bet you feel like shit today though right after your no first I don't you feel good no I, I played some, played some football uh, with the family over Thanksgiving I was really sore after that oh, and then played basketball I was really sore after basketball I'm like oh I'm gonna die but then I chugged a protein shake and I'm good oh well that's good yeah you're also what 27 27 yeah you're still a baby dude wait till you're 40 and you try and do that shit it hurts it fucking hurts dude I played semi-pro football my last season yeah. semi-pro football at 33, 34 years old. And I literally had an ice bath and then heat pad after every game for like three days. And by the time the next practice rolled around, it was like, 
oh great here we go again you know what i mean it fucking mm-hmm. sucked but it was fun though dude like i was the third oldest guy in the entire football league it was the pnfl up in portland area uh and it was a lot of fun i was on the i was on the uh, rip city mafia we went to the championship we lost we did we only lost one game in the regular season and then lost the championship that was it it was pretty fucking fun and i i did like iron man i played defensive end and tight end both sides of the ball jesus almost the whole season <laughs> Well, that's the ice bath right there. It was fucking nuts, dude. And it was old. I mean, I was 33, you know? Like, there was one guy that was 35 and one guy that was 40. And the 40-year-old was our, one of our wide receivers. And Jesus. A monster beast, bro. He would get hammered drunk before he went to practice and still faster than everything. At 40 years old. TRT. Imagine, like, I'm 40 now. I can only imagine being like that, right? This last seven years have not been kind to my body. <laughs> uh, and, of course, my other wonderful, amazing co-host, who's also beautiful and has one of the best stashes you've ever seen, Mr. AJ Fisher. Sir, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I had a birthday Friday. Oh, oh happy you're, birthday. Uh, yeah. 35 now? 36. Yeah. 44. <laughs> you're, you're, you're creeping on my mom, bro. You're, like, almost as old as my mom. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was, it was a good time. I had a lot of green bean casserole. Well, that's... Hey man, I uh we we did not do a traditional Thanksgiving. Uh, we I had to work Thanksgiving. I didn't get off till like six o'clock. Pointless fucking cook. Uh, but then my fiance's wonderful sister, giant ass house. I mean, a big, gotta be eight thousand square. Um, and uh, her and her husband. Jesus. And so it, it was really nice. And I started to work that day too, but I got off and was able to go over and eat because I didn't have to. Um, so I really appreciated that. Uh, guys, we have a great guest for you tonight. This will be uh, the third or fourth or fifth time he's been on my show. It's been on quite a few uh, times for sure. Um, but he's one of my very good friends. I love him to death. He's the host of The Naturalist Capitalist and uh, one of the most savage dudes you will ever meet in your entire life. Everyone's second favorite trucker, Mr. Reed How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I, I want to know who the favorite trucker is, though, because I think that loser Top Lobster is done with his steering wheel days. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's just drawn these days mostly, and and uh, being a family man, that's good. You, you finished your trucking days too, didn't you? No, I'm still. I mean, I, I just got another job. Actually, I started yesterday. I'm running a vacuum truck because everyone knows how good I am at sucking. So I figured, you know, I'd put. <laughs> put some uh put, put it to some sort of use and try to make some money off of it so sure sure well that's that's good man i'm glad i someone in the chat is saying that it's just loading and, and they're having some communication errors but we're not dropping any frame yeah i'm not having yeah i haven't thinking, had I'm any loading. your internet buddy mm-hmm. uh conrail and your internet ours are doing great i'm not I'm, I'm not live streaming to any other channels except for youtube right now so um but we are going to figure that out i actually have a um I actually have a, a consult and a, and a tech coming out to look at our upstream to try and fix it because it's, it was like, I checked it. It was like 40. It was nothing. Upstream was trash. So Josh, I know I told you, I told you this before we started streaming, but you know, the way I always did it, just in the back of the truck, open the laptop up, just go live, you know, no fancy green screen effects. No, you know, like nice lighting or crystal clear imaging or anything. And, what I realized from the beginning where you failed to pick up on this is if you set the bar really low for production value, you will meet it every time you do a show. Right. So now if I have internet service crash in the middle of the show or my camera gives out or something, it's just become like part of the atmosphere 
of the naturalist capitalist. So you, you got to like work that. But well, I mean, you kind of got a shtick going there too. Like it's, you know, you boomer the streams. So. I got to boomer the stream every time. Well, and here's the thing is like you coming on my show makes you look better too, because you know, I have the really good crisp, clean video. I, I give you a nice border, but I also have filters on your audio. So even if your audio sounds like trash, I'm able to make it sound better for my computer. You're welcome to everybody who's ever come on my show with trash audio. Uh, you can appreciate me now. Uh, I didn't figure out how to do that until like episode 60 or something like that though. So it took a while. Uh, to I was going to say, if your camera's higher definition, you're not doing me any favors. Like the lower resolution, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, that's what your beard's for, buddy. Same as, same as me. It makes me look much more attractive than I yeah. Uh, dude, so we have to talk about Kanye West. Listen, I have been a big Kanye West fan for a long time. His music has been fucking incredible. I think, you know, I, I don't know that the last couple albums have been like bangers, you know, like they were. But I mean, this man put out some life-changing hip-hop albums um, over the last uh, fucking 20 years. Um, and he's amassed this wonderful, beautiful, huge fucking empire for a hip-hop artist. He's one of the most richest people in the world. Um, definitely in the top, what, 10 richest black people. Um, and uh, he has now basically said, I don't give a fuck about my riches. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. That is crazy to, to think about the fact that <clears throat> there's people that are stepping out from behind the, the Wizard of Oz, right? And saying, I'm not going to, I don't care about this billion dollars anymore. I don't give a shit. I'm going to fucking say what right. said. We're looking at you, Tyler Perry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to get a Medea does uh, anti-Semitism anytime soon. Uh, but but it's, 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 it's crazy to me, whether you agree with him or not, okay? Uh, whether you think he's a lunatic or he's crazy or he's not smart as people think he is, this or that. The fact that someone that's that rich, that is completely shielded from the everyday person, right? Is able to step out of, the, the, out of their own kind of... Um, narcissism and say, Hey, we need to start talking about these problems. That's kind of, that's crazy to me. I mean, there's, there's a very fine line in the narrative that is allowed to come from Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Hey, you want to talk about climate change? Fine. You want to talk about the patriarchy? Fine. You want to talk about, you know, this or mental health? Fine. But anytime you step outside of the allowable opinion in Hollywood, you're ostracized immediately. Yeah. Gina Carano. Yeah, Gina Carano, for, for, for example. Gina Carano, <laughs> she didn't say anything racist. Yeah. She didn't say anything. Uh, she didn't throw out any anti-Semitism. She didn't say that we need to kill you know, gays or anything like that. She simply just supported Trump. No, it was... And the January 6th stuff, she said. There, she drew some comparison to like concentration. Sure. Like, and that, so, that's what did her. Still in. not racism. Still that not was, racism. It was a tweet, correct? Yeah, it was a tweet. Yeah, it was a, it was a tweet uh, comparing the, the, the COVID regime and the mandates and everything to Nazi no, Germany. There was some, she, she Wasn't did, it? She it was, did something before that. Buddy. Yeah, it was before that. But oh, okay. it, there know, was some sort of... It was, it was before that. She, she, it was just like, like simply supporting Trump, then the COVID stuff, and also January 6th. But she didn't say anything racist. She just said, hey, okay. I don't think January 6th... I don't I don't know exactly yeah. what it was. I don't remember. It, she it, was, some, it was some opinion. pretty boomer thing, but yeah, it, it wasn't was, like anything terrible. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like January sixth didn't go far enough or some crazy right. thing like that. Yeah, or like it's, it was just it's, a it's what the him. LPNH <laughs> no put tweets out while they're sleeping. Like, well, no, I mean, they're, LPNH, they're having a bad day. No, that's if like it's a, only that. That's like, a, that's like a tweet that LPNH was like <laughs> like typed up 
And then we're like, ah, doesn't go far enough and just deleted it. Like they didn't even put it out. You know what I mean? Like, we're not even gonna do that one. That one won't even, you know, that won't even that doesn't register. even yeah, that doesn't it, even it's, it's the, the type of thing your boomer. <laughs> See, that's, the, grandma. that's the problem with what we've done is like we've pushed the envelope so far that remember that one that just blew everyone's minds, the child labor tweet from last Which year. Which was great. And everybody's totally forgot about that now. Yeah. I mean if we tweeted <laughs> that again today, it would be like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> that's it, huh? That's all you got. What what was that the caused, child like, labor tweet? People to come out of the woodwork to condemn us and crazy uh the child labor tweet basically said that uh what was it like life would be a lot better if child labor was legalized or something like that I don't know. it was like yeah your, your children are going to learn more on a job site than in a classroom we should abolish child labor laws or something and everybody was like oh my god <laughs> okay i think i remember right. that. yeah it was very benign i mean it was, <laughs> yeah it was a very libertarian because that's the problem is that mm -hmm. a lot of the things they put out are like libertarian positions yeah the 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 losers in the party just don't like the way it was said right like and Minecraft is the yeah. most popular game in the world. It's obvious that we should get rid of child labor laws because the children clearly yearn for the mines. Well, it's just, you know, <laughs> here's the thing, dude. Like, like, when I was a kid, I had two paper routes, dude, right? Like, at nine years old, dude, I would get up at four o'clock in the morning on Sunday mornings to go throw fucking two-inch thick papers. Bro. You know what I mean? And I made 150 bucks a month. And then once a month, I got to go down to the Daily Ledger and in the evening and do a phone bank, basically, where we all called. Oh, I forgot how it's uphill both ways and you were in a hurricane. Well, no, it wasn't even. It was like I just put my, I had paper bags, you know, like bags, like canvas mm -hmm. that you put your papers in. I put them on my, on my, I'd either rollerblade with them because I was a rollerblader. I know. You know I'm gay. How old were you when this happened? Like 9, 10, 11. Oh my. Yeah, go find a 10-year-old who does that shit now. Yeah, and I was, I'd ride my bike. Every day after school, I'd get home. I'd have a stack of papers on my door that were delivered. I'd, I'd fold them. I'd rubber band them. I'd put them in my bags. I'd ride my bike around the neighborhood and throw papers, dude. And I made 150 bucks a month. And then I did a, phone, a telethon once a month from the Daily Ledger. And you didn't even get paid for that. They just, you, you won candy, dude. Wow. <laughs> right? Like, I'd, I had, like, boxes of airheads and shit in my room. And it was like, <laughs> but, but I fucking loved it. And I had money, and we were poor, dude. We were dirt fucking poor. I mean, dirt poor. My mom worked three jobs just to keep a roof over her. She's a single mother, two kids. We didn't have shit. My mom, when, when she got us things, she had to go, like, above and fucking beyond. Like, like one time she mortgaged the house to take us to Disneyland. Uh, Disney, <sighs> Disneyland bro. Okay? Um, I'm telling you, my mom had to go put herself in mad, crazy debt just to give us anything, ever. And, and so, like, me having that 150 bucks a month meant everything to me. And I would wake up at 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the morning, Saturdays, and go throw papers. It didn't bother me. It was like I, had, I, I was making money. I had money now. The fact that you can't do that as a child anymore. No, that's fucking rare, dude. It's fucked up, dude. Like, we all had paper routes when I was a kid, dude. Like, everybody in the neighborhood had some paper route that they had to ride fucking six miles every day <laughs> to do. And I had a buddy who was, like, on the front page of the newspaper because he had, like, three paper routes at once. And he was, like, I don't know, 12, 13 or something. And, and we had money. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't have any other money any other way as a kid, dude. So to the fact that I had that opportunity meant a ton to me and my family, right? And I was able to get little things that I wanted and buy video games that I wanted and shit. And we couldn't have done that on, on my mom's dime. So like, so, like, that was cool. And now you can't do that anymore. And so, like, to say that child labor laws should be abolished is fucking not a crazy opinion. Wow. Or the minimum wage. But in the, today's society, right, where the... The government is obviously blatantly trying to take control of your children. They can't mm -hmm. let children work. 
if they let children work, there's no they they start learning how to make their own money. They might become independent. They might not want to chop their dicks off. If they, yeah. <laughs> they might not want to chop their dicks off. They might they might not be depressed. They might yeah. have some money. They might not be hungry. They might not think that hey, they might not growing. Yeah. They might not grow up thinking they have to be dependent on the government, which is bad for the exactly. business. Economic libido. Exactly, and that's yep. and that's where we're at, dude. That's literally what's going on. It's and that's and so this is not a crazy like extremist position to say that child labor law should be abolished. That is the libertarian position, mm-hmm. and we should be brave enough to say that. Now, LPNH puts out a tweet, and of course, they get dunked on, and all these like losers from the party are like, "Oh my God, why would you say that?" It's like because it's the libertarian position. Yeah, you fucking idiots, right? I don't know, Reed. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. And the other thing is, you know, we can put out a tweet that just says the right thing, like abolish the minimum wage, abolish, you know child labor laws the war in ukraine is dumb and we shouldn't get i mean you could say all these things or whatever but i mean let's be real what state affiliate has made it into the news like over a dozen times and has been condemned by all the worst people on the internet repetitively you know like over and over and over again i mean you know i I love the guys from kentucky and they made that one tweet you know last year that really blew up about the the stars or whatever uh yeah the jewish stars yeah but i mean since then they haven't really made it on the radar we make it on the radar like once a week if (laughs) we're you know if we're chilling um and so it's like okay if you want to get the libertarian ideas pumped into the zeitgeist and get them on the table of conversation you can't do it by just you know playing it safe and saying stuff that's just a hundred percent uh professional like you got to be a little you got to be a little uh risky and you know try different ways of doing things and sometimes you're gonna mess up sometimes it's not gonna land sometimes it's not gonna be the exact reaction you wanted but that's part of the game and i'd say like all in all like i mean it's been a complete success we're the largest state affiliate on twitter now um there you know there are tons and tons of blue checks and reporters who are just watching us waiting to find out what the next crazy thing we're going to say about any Megan McCain time. has has tweet notifications turned on for oh, you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I uh it's it's so funny to me. So so here's a little story. I joined the Libertarian Party for the first time in 2010, left pretty quickly after that like 3 months, and that came back in 2016 and I was very I would say blue-pilled, not left libertarian, but I was definitely like like Josh Equal or something, right? Like where I was like, oh no, we can't say that. We can't say this. And we don't want to piss people off. And we need to win hearts and minds and all that stuff. And well, that does work for some people. Like Larry Sharp, he's a heart and mind winner, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I did was I started studying the history of the Libertarian Party. When did the Libertarian Party do the very best as far as national membership, stuff like that? And I looked and it was fucking Harry Brown in 2000, right? 1996 and 2000, Harry Brown ran as the presidential candidate. At one point, he had triple, almost tripled the national membership as the presidential candidate. And I go, I wonder what his messaging was like, Harry Brown. So then I go and I dig deeper and I, I realize that there was like two people in the entire libertarian movement, the entire movement that were brave enough to, to say we shouldn't go to war after 9 And one of those men was Harry Brown, okay? And Harry Brown did it on September 12th. 2001 yep. wrote a paper an op-ed sent it out to papers and everything basically saying everyone needs to chill the fuck out 
need to we settle and not go fight these stupid fucking wars, basically. But I mean, way more eloquently than I could put it out. That's the kind of messaging he used, okay? And you have to understand that at one point, you know, saying that, you know, you think all marriage should be legal, uh, you think all drugs should be legal, um, you think immigration should be much easier. These were all extremist viewpoints, bro, right? Yeah. For the Libertarian Party yeah. to have. But because they had them and, and made them, uh, you know, like a, a normal household talk, you know, we don't win elections, but we are a big enough movement to, to make people talk about what we're saying. Mm-hmm. That moves the mm-hmm. Overton window. So there's no better way to move the Overton window than to fucking jump kick and drop kick it as far as you possibly can so that all the people go, oh, well, you know, that other position on the drug thing doesn't seem so crazy now. Maybe we should, maybe we should, uh, we should look into that. That's, that's moderate position. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's it, because it's of people like, like Reed. Oh, yeah. It's like we were saying about the uh, child labor tweet. Like now that's nothing. You know, a year ago that was insane, but now it's like, oh, Okay, that doesn't even seem crazy anymore. At all. It's not. It's, it's just like, a, it's like the moderate position now. And, and, and that's because they went and did this crazy, you know, these crazy tweets, which, by the way, were all libertarian ideals that they were tweeting, too. I, I mean, I guess, I guess your six million tweet was a little weird for some people, but I, I thought it was fucking, I understood it. You know what I mean? But, of course, I'm also not always constantly looking for anti-Semitism and everything that everybody does, right? Um, yeah. And, and so, to me, to say, to say that, uh, uh, you know, uh, Minimum minimum wage at six million or what was it or you're an anti semite? Okay, so I have yeah, kind well, of a fun story on, on, uh, along those same lines. Okay, go ahead, Ryan. So I got in a little uh, Twitter de- debate with a legitimate Holocaust denier over the weekend, and I was just like, I just wanted to know what this guy was about. I was just confused, and the thing he could not let go of. He didn't believe it was possible to burn a human body in less than 60 minutes. I was like... We do that all the time at, uh, at incinerators for... I, yeah, I think it's like... I think it's like 55 minutes yeah. nowadays. But he could not... He, like, I, I read People through... People would be getting away with murder all the time if we had incinerators like that in our homes. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I, I read through, I think, like... 45 pages of a 90 page like study about like going just point by point about like the the like big holocaust denier and all the points that he makes and they're like going through hey here's some techniques before uh that showed cremation could be done in like 40 minutes and here's this and this and it's going through every single point and it was really well done and i show the guy the study he said they quoted this number it's it's dumb like 30 seconds after I sent it to him, after I just spent 25 minutes reading, reading through right, this, yeah. and I was like, it, this seems pretty thorough. Well, it's, it's just like the political debate, right? Like, most people mm-hmm. aren't ever going to read what you send them. They don't give a fuck. They've already made their mind up. And I've never, listen, here's the, here's the deal for me. Like, I've never denied the Holocaust. In fact, I've gotten mad at people denying the Holocaust. Yeah. Okay. I think that the Holocaust happened at some level, right? But what the problem is, is that we get a question almost every event that's ever happened in history. Right? Yeah, we're allowed mm-hmm. to question the narrative on all kinds of events all the time um, until recently uh, with the COVID issue. Of course, you're not allowed to question the science or question. The, right. Um, of course, 9-11 was one of the first things that I can remember in my lifetime that you were not allowed to question the narrative. You would get canceled before getting canceled before social media. True thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Holocaust. 
Yep. Okay. You're not allowed to talk about the narrative. You're going to accept anything that the people who wrote the history books have said, or you're in trouble. Or you're Alex Jones. Or you're Alex, not even Alex Jones, you're Kanye West. Yeah. Or Nick Fuentes, or all these people that are seen as these huge raging anti-Semites. But that's not how history works. You know what I mean? Like, like that's not how history works. Like, listen, the victor always writes the history books. That's how it works. Okay. In America, we came over here. We were like, yeah, we were just happy pilgrims that wanted to uh, have dinner with the Indians and we gave them some blankets because they were cold. (laughs) And then, uh, oh, and then we fought (laughs) off the British. And then, you know what I mean? Like we, we wrote the history books because we were the victor. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that's not really what happened. Right. We fucking gave them smallpox blankets and we fucking killed and, and, and pillaged and raped and fucking all this shit. I mean, it was bad. It was really fucking bad what we did to the Native Americans. Okay. And, but you won't find that in the history books in school. No. You will now for some of nah, it. I know. Not, not, uh, the, not the real pilgrimage. No, you'll find the 1619 project now. Well, it's, go- yeah. it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. The Overton window, you want to talk about that? Yeah. It slid so far away. And left. it depends on what level of history book yes. you're talking about. Because I, my wife was taking like a history course. Uh, we met when she was in college, and I started reading through it. And it talked about the Constitution, you know, the founding documents for a paragraph. And then it had a whole page on women's role in society during the period that the Constitution was signed. Right. And then another whole page on uh, Native Americans during yeah, that time. Or right. Africans at the time. Probably too. Their role as I, slaves and all that stuff. I don't know. I, I was crying from laughter, so I didn't go on. <laughs> I was like, really? This is what you're going to focus on? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's just crazy that you can't question science, history. You're not allowed to question anything that comes from, from the top anymore all over um, but that's always been the one right you're not allowed to question world war ii you're not allowed to question the the actions of the holocaust you're not allowed to question the actions of Stalinist and, and marxist leninists but you are allowed to question the americans role in world are allowed to question all kinds of other things mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so so that's been my only concern is like we can't have a healthy debate and we're just going to shut down anybody who automatically questions it that that's going to make more people want to fucking question it. That's how, you know, yeah. there's a natural um, contrarian vibe to a lot of people. in this. World. If you're not giving them the opportunity to research and discuss and debate ideas and, and the history and the science, then they're going to fucking, they're going to think that you're being evil and they're going to go into their conspiratorial mode and you're shutting down dissent and they're going to go out and they're going to go, say bad things about this event. And so we're creating more of that every day by refusing to have the discussion, by, by uh, censoring any discussion about it at all on any media, social media platform. You know what Correct. I mean? And, and, and this is what's happening to Kanye West. Okay? And I've said it on the show repeatedly. Kanye comes from the hip hop world. Okay? And we've had this discussion about what, how the hip hop world came to prominence here in the United States. And, and, and we've even talked about it with like Run DMC and their Adidas deal, right? Mm-hmm. How they just liked Adidas, so they made a song about Adidas. And Adidas was like, oh shit, it's real. That's why our sales have bumped up 7,000%. We need to go into, you know, and they mm-hmm. offered them what? One million dollar deal. One million mm-hmm. bucks. Thanks for making us a billion dollar company. Here's your one million dollars. Catch you later. 
it's been going on in the hip hop world for a long time. And it's, I won't, you know, I'm not just going to say it's the Jews, right? Like, I'm, that, I don't think that's, I don't think it's just the Jews. I think that it's, you know, a, an, a record executive problem. But there is a, a, an overrepresented amount of that specific ethnicity in the record executive world. Okay. Well, you Jay mentioned see... that in the Tim Pool segment. He mentioned that how when he went into talks for, was it a movie or a show or something? It, it, it's not about the money. He goes, I have tons of money. I'm very wealthy. It's like, it doesn't matter how much money oh, you have. The bank. When you go into negotiations, they negotiate so that they have leverage on you. Right. So, that, so that they have the power. So it's more of a, it's more of a negotiation on positioning. And power. I can't remember what his exact quote was, but it was yeah, very interesting. He said how there he were said like that. two two currencies: influence and money. Yes, yes. But did you see the um, interview? Or like it? It was just like a little video TMZ of Kanye, and they're like talking to him, and he's like, they were like, "All right, can like can you list the can you list the producers and people?" He's like, ah, "I shouldn't. I'm not going to do it." All right, I'm going to do it. Pulls out his phone, pulls up a spreadsheet, and he's like, here's this this company, this company, this company, this company, this company. Here's all of their executives. The people in green are of a certain ethnicity, yep. and then the people in red aren't. And it's like 80-plus 80, 80 percent it's green. All, it's all green, yeah. And, and, that's, and that's, I mean, that's the truth. And, you know, and, and, you know, look, whether there's a crazy conspiracy to own us in that ethnicity, right? I don't know. We're just good on them for But they were, you know, when they building themselves up. The United States, they got they got into finance, they got into entertainment, they got into these, these industries and that's they do control those industries. Well, I mean, it, it, they they created Hollywood. Okay, when I say they, right? Okay, but so I want to get this clear. There's two things going on here. It's it's one where the conspiracy theory, quote unquote, conspiracy theory is that it's all on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. It's a coordinated attempt to control something. The other side of it is, yeah, there's a lot of Jews in Hollywood because they were kicked out of New York back in the day. They went and created Hollywood and said, we'll go. 109 countries, actually. Yeah, we'll go do our own thing. Yeah, exactly, right? So we'll go do our own thing. We'll create Hollywood from scratch. And so the people involved there, just happen to have a Jewish background. They're not, they're secular Jews. So yeah, there's a disproportionate representation by Jewish people in Hollywood. I'd say the conspiracy theory that, that people will jump on you for is then saying, oh, it's a, it's a cohort. It's a gang. It's an organized thing. I, I don't know how much proof there is in that, but yeah, there's walked kind out of, of the broader interview. cathedral that, that, well, there's Malice a cathedral kind of, is a thing. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt that to me that the cathedral is a thing. And oh, it is a, yeah. and to me, it, the cathedral is a coordinated attempt to stifle dissent and, and usher in communism. And I think that that's been mm -hmm. the goal of communism since the beginning of communism is okay. And, and I had this discussion with somebody on Top Lobster's tweet, Twitter feed today. Like, he's like, oh, what's your problem with communism? To name what it is that communism talks about that's bad. And I said, dude, but that's the whole thing about communism is like, Communists got together in these little secret fucking groups in back rooms and said, okay, we can't just say we want to rule all these people and take all their businesses and burn down their fucking businesses and, and control, you know. So what we have to do is we have to go out and say that it's all about peace and love and equality and this and that and this and that. And then while we're doing that, we're over here 
trying to take people's businesses, trying to control their children, trying to do all these things. That's how communism works. That's how it's worked since Marxist Leninism. Since, yeah. since Marx wrote the ideology is, is that they say one thing, but they're trying to do something entirely different. So when, you, when, when, when you're saying something, that is, that is a conspiracy to take over the, the media, take over the uh, higher learning system, to take over the social media companies. I mean, that is literally the intent of communism is to take that over, change the culture, and, and make more. Um, so is there one in a certain faith? I don't know. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, but I do know that, you know, whenever you see these same communist ideals being pushed, a lot of times there's an overlap there. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. What do you think? I'm, well, I think a lot of these things are just incentives, right? Like we, we, I mean, if like-minded people tend to try to work together, uh, people of the same religion or the same background or whatever, they tend to congregate with each other. It's not anything weird. The Irish, the Italians, you know, the, um, you know, lots of black communities. Like, it's not like it's something that's out of the ordinary. It's just, you're not allowed to talk about this one group of people for some reason. And just like you were saying with, you know, the 2020 election or 9-11 or the Holocaust or anything that's ever happened, when you're not allowed to ask questions and you're not allowed to make any statements about anything, all that does is incentivize other people to draw dangerous conclusions or bad conclusions, you know? And so I think it's it's just really stupid. And um, I don't know, like, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of uh, Jewish people are erroneously led to believe certain things actually serve America's best interests or their best interests, like supporting Israel. I know a lot of Jewish people just by default think that that is something we should do. And a lot of them don't know about the foreign policy implications of backing Israel all the time right. or you know, any of the things Israel does to the Palestinians or the, you know, how much Israel was a driving force in getting us into the Iraq war. They don't know any of that stuff. So it's not like they're all in on some scheme to take over the world. It's just incentives lead you to work with people who are from your same religion or your same ethnicity background or whatever. And you're just led to believe things that aren't necessarily true. I mean, if there was, you know, like if there was another country in the Middle East that was like representing capitalism and, you know, like rednecks and, you know, uh, gun ownership or something. I'd that, love like, to see the redneck uh, capitalist Middle Eastern country. I'd be, I'd be <laughs> hanging out there for sure. Yeah. I mean, but like, you know, you could, you could see a lot of Americans just feeling some sort of like, you know, camaraderie with that country. Like, Oh yeah, these, these are my people like cool. And you know, I'm, I'm with those guys. Those guys are awesome or whatever. So I don't know. There's nothing really weird about it to me. It's just the only thing that's weird is that you're not allowed to just talk about it and ask questions. Power surge? All right. White power surge? Heard. All right. I think we're we just experienced a white power surge, everyone. <laughs> it was the white power surge. I can't believe that, dude. I, I literally. There's a there's a quarterback in the NFL who started this last week, took over a starting job named Mike White. I really just want to, every time he does something good, I just want to go Mike White supremacy. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, okay, I am being heard. Lost Josh. Uh, can you guys? Can the Blooded Tyrants is playing right now. Yeah. I, I, oh, okay. And nice. Everything got fucked. That's up. a good sign. I like literally it reset my entire OBS. I don't know. I'm like literally trying to fix it all on the fly right now. I've never seen that happen. AJ, it's a talk. hell of a coincidence. Uh, can you hear me? I, Mel, can, it, can you hear AJ? I've been swimming in raw sewage, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, all four of us can us. be heard. Dude, I cannot believe that just happened. Um, I literally have never seen something like that happen. Uh. I want to see if this Blood of Tyrants... The Blood of Tyrants thing works now, but it won't. Yo. What? I don't... Alright, uh, drink Blood of Tyrants wine, everyone. I, uh, I, I, I don't know. Trying every, I'm trying to get everything fixed. Google search that and you can everything, find them. This, and, this yeah. all needs to be stitched together as one episode. Oh, I will, I will on the, <laughs> well, I will on the, uh, on yeah. the audio portion. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But, I mean, it fucked up everything. Claps are gone. There, oh, okay. there they are. We hear the claps. claps. We got I the clap. The audio for the blood of tire. The tree. Oh, there we go. It's bad juju because we don't have any yupcocks. Wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Zero yupcocks. Chat. While we're raiding, give me some yupcocks. We went on a basketball tangent, so <laughs> okay, I for we're back. forgot about we're that. We're back. Okay, we're back, guys. We are back. I don't know. We uh, were going in a little hard there, and then all of a sudden it shut us down entirely. That was the end of it. Um, I've never, I've never had. A, a, there was a couple shows there where we couldn't figure out why the upstream was really bad, but it's because we were streaming to like five platforms at once, and for some reason our upstream's broken. So I'm getting that fixed soon, um, and that was the problem. But now we dropped that show, and we hadn't dropped a single frame since the start of the show, and then it was just gone. It just everything on my end froze completely. My computer didn't shut down. We didn't have any connection issues, nothing. It just shut down OBS. OBS shut down because YouTube, the YouTube link shut down basically. So I don't know what we said that really pissed off uh, YouTube, but it, it shut us down halfway through our stream, 36 I, minutes into our stream. Yeah, I wonder if it was some sort of, some sort of OBS error because OBS you, can, fine. you can run OBS Without like actually having a connection to YouTube at all. Yeah, but if you're streaming to YouTube, it's there's a key mm -hmm. into OBS, and your stream is just showing YouTube to. So if the YouTube shuts down, the stream will shut down. You see what I'm saying? Like the, it's happened to us before. The stream will, but you you can it shouldn't shut down OBS. That's crazy. I never I never seen anything like that. As far as that goes, I don't know why my camera. Focusing in and out either. It's got some kind of... I don't have to figure it out. I think it may be when you, like, wave your hands in no, front of you. there's something wrong with the STM. I'm oh. Fucking $250. So it needs to be... needs to get figured out. But anyways, uh, Reed, sorry, man. It's all good, man. Uh, it's not the first... Like I, like I was saying in the last uh, stream we were just trying to do, um, you know, you set the bar low... <laughs> <laughs> and every time. Yeah, but see, everybody knows that they try to shut me down repeatedly. So I know um, it happens. Man. And now I've recently been getting these copyright claims on my channel. 
like all every single show is all all of a sudden got copyright claims because of the welcome song that plays not the not the intro song but the the little welcome song that plays afterwards but i have a license code for it right so i have to like whoever's putting the copyright claim does not own the rights to the song i do um and so uh i have to like dispute it every time and then what they do is they take any revenue the show makes and put it into escrow for 30 days and then if they if they can't dispute the copyright claim then they pay you out of escrow so it's like for the next 30 days i'm not gonna get paid from the (laughs) it's crazy jesus not like we make a ton on the youtube if you guys would support us we'd appreciate it but uh let's uh let's take a second because i was just about to do before we uh got rudely cut off by obs or youtube i was about to do a word from our sponsors, so if you could just give me a second, I got The Tree of Liberty must be watered from time to time with the blood of tyrants. The official spirit of 1776, smooth, flavorful, Merlot. For any revolution, tyrants are losing their heads over this wine. Enjoy the taste of freedom. Drink the blood of tyrants. Order today at bloodoftyrants.wine. Save 10% with the code BREAK. Check out the Blood of Tyrants wines. Good stuff, I promise you. Plus, you get a discount if you use BREAK. Good, good stuff. Reed, so uh, what's your take on the Tim Pool thing? My, my, my initial take is uh, it didn't really, it wasn't really the fact that Tim wanted to ask questions, which a lot of people are saying, oh, Tim just wanted to ask questions and he stormed out like a baby. I think that it was Tim spent, you know, the whole first part of that show doing what Tim always does on his show, uh, trying to be very hard to be the smartest person in the room. Um, And he's really fucking kind of just rigid on everything. He doesn't want to hear what you have to say. Uh, He talks over everybody. Um, It's, it's really, it's really gnarly. Uh, I I can't really watch Tim cast. I used to watch it a lot bit, a lot more. I can't really watch it unless it's somebody on there that I want to see really bad because of that same issue. It's like, he's, He's constantly trying to talk over people. He doesn't let his guests talk very much. And, and I don't like that. What do you think? Yeah. So the thing is, uh, you know, I mean, Joe Rogan is an interesting guy. Like he's done a lot of interesting stuff, but Joe Rogan, the, the ideologue is not very interesting, right? Like his opinions on politics and stuff like that are pretty boring, like right. pretty like generic for me. But he asks a lot of good questions and like tries to draw information out of people. That's why people like listening to his show, right? He doesn't necessarily have any amazing pontifications himself. It's just that he's really good at asking people to elaborate and, you know, drawing out a lot of good information from them. Tim Pool is also not very interesting as a political ideologue. I mean, he's just a boomer con, basically. But he doesn't shut up. He doesn't let his guests talk, um, which to me, that's the whole point of having a show is to have people on and ask them what they think and like dive into their ideas a bit. I mean, it's so boring to have people on your show and then just do nothing but barrage them with corrections and tell them that they're wrong. It's like, are are you really there to try to figure out what they're there to talk about? Or are you just trying to push your own narrative? And yeah, there was, I mean, I don't think Ye should have left. I think he should have stayed. It would have been more interesting. But I think like three or four times maybe before that point, I, 
Ye said, look, I'm not, if you think I'm going to sit here and do another Lex Friedman style interview where you're just lecturing me about how I'm wrong about all this, you got another idea coming. He said it a few times and then finally he was like, all right, fuck it. I'm out. And uh, Tim didn't really like pick up on the cues. It was pretty obvious. Like, hey, dude, uh, adjust course here with this podcast. Like this isn't the route to go down. This He's already done this on all these other shows we already have seen it so like go a different direction but he didn't so it ended so i don't know i i think it was i i saw it coming and um i think it could have been averted pretty easily yeah and he's not the first person to walk off mcast either no no ari the rugged man walked out after almost fighting Tim. yeah yeah but hilarious. and i don't the rugged even... man was Clearly the asshole in that situation. Oh, I don't know. I like RA. I so I'm like a little I'm a little I'm a little jolted. I don't think I think RA's got He's a good rapper, but he's a good rapper and he's a good dude. I've met him. He actually signed a hat for Adric for my son. Oh we nice. Saw them. He saw him here in Des Moines. He sat we didn't even pay the extra money to go do the VIP experience and he like hung out with us, talked to my son, took pictures with them. He's really fucking cool. Really, really nice guy. Like RA a lot. Um I don't agree with every single point of view that he has i think he his point of views on racism are a little bit wrong um yeah. but i also don't 100 percent disagree with him on on it and i um and i think his views on a lot of things are very libertarian he's very anti-war um his dad was famously in vietnam and, and died due to uh long-term effects of agent orange um, and he's got a song about it you know um and that he's and he's uh he's just He's a really good down to earth dude that can rap faster than almost I've ever met. And I, like I said, I don't agree with everything, but he, you know, he was, he had the same thing going on with Tim Pool. Tim Pool was trying to push his buttons. And well, me as an Asian man, it's like, dude, you don't even look at me. Shut up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, he's half Korean from, from South Chicago. <laughs> half Korean he's got a samurai sword Chicago. on his wall. Right. Well, it just, I just, you know, it was like he was obviously pushing RA's buttons on purpose and RA's fucking like from, you know, the he, dirty he was, part of New York and fucking wasn't taking it. I don't know. I know. He was pushing R.A. to think to a point nobody, oh, I think, go. had fucking ever pushed R.A. to for Tim. No, like, he, think before. He was, he was being a dick to R.A. the rugby man. Uh, a, he was being disagreable with him, but not really a dick. You don't bring people on your show to be a dick to them. You definitely don't fly them out to your home to have them on your show, especially when you live in Germany like R.A. Yeah. does. You don't fly them out to your home and then push their fucking buttons and be a dick to them on your show just because it's your show. That's not, you don't, that's, that's the worst kind of shows, dude. You know what I mean? This isn't, we're not doing a show that's like fucking, uh, 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 Dr. Whatever the fuck his name is, right? Dr. Phil. Like, I'm not here to yeah. push buttons and I'm not going to try to figure out who's the daddy and this and that. I want to fucking hear your <laughs> opinions, dude. Like this is a talk show and I want to hear your opinions and, and I might ask you questions to clarify so I can, so I can understand your points better, yeah. uh, but I'm never going to be like, no, 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 no. Like Tim does, you know what I mean? Like I don't do that yeah. shit and I don't need to do that shit. And I've talked about it a lot because there's people that think I should bring people on my show and do that. And it's, it's why you don't have a successful fucking show. Right. You know what I mean? Dude, because why it, we don't have a successful movement. This is a terminally libertarian problem. So I, I had a Jackson Hinkle on my show who is, one of these MAGA communist guys. I don't know if you've seen that on Twitter. It's kind of an interesting phenomenon. And it was just such a weird concept to me. So I had him on and I just like asked him, what what the fuck is MAGA communism? You got to explain this to me. And so he explained it and I like asked him, so what do you think about this? What about this? And like 
they're trying to take over the communist party and i was like oh well i know a thing or two about taking over a, a you know a political party what's your plan you know blah 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 and then then everyone was like really pissed they're like he's a freaking communist and you didn't burn i was like well i asked him to come on my show and didn't tell him i was gonna be a piece of shit to him like i feel like if you're gonna invite someone on your show and you're gonna be a piece of shit you should at least like tell them hey I'd love to get you on, but I really want to berate you on this and argue. And that, that just wasn't what I wanted. Like I've done capitalism versus socialism debates or whatever. And they're boring. Frankly, I'd rather have this guy on and like hear what the, what he has to say. And, you know, like, I don't need, I mean, you know, we took the, I condemn this as rash, irrational and repugnant. We took that out of the platform, but not just with bigotry, like libertarians want you to do that to everybody with everything. Like they want you to just constantly remind everyone that they suck and that they aren't perfect and that they have this bad opinion about this. And it's like, well, you know, that's great if you're just an online edgelord, but if you're trying to actually have conversations with people, you have to take it beyond that level sometime. You have to talk to people who are left-wingers. You got to talk to people who are, you know, boomer cons or right-wingers or whatever. Like you're never going to get anywhere if it's just your little, you know, constant circle jerk of libertarians who agree on everything. Right. So. Well, that's, and that's, you know, I had the black mutualist on my show. Right. And he's yeah. very left leaning on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I spent the whole hour trying to find areas that we agree on. You know what uh -huh. I mean? Like I, and I wanted to hear his opinion on things that we didn't agree on. And we, we talked about it, but I let him talk because I wanted, I wanted to hear his opinion on things and I wanted I want you if you're going to come on my show and we have differing opinions I just want you to change my mind like I don't want you you know what I mean like I don't want right. I don't want to sit here and berate berate you and barrage you with all these different points and, and like I said I might clarify for my own understanding it's just like when I read uh, Marxist books or, or, or leftist books or, or communist books or any of the literature that the you know Proudhon and all these people that I've read I didn't read them because I agree with the shit I read them because I wanted to understand better where people are coming from. You're trying to steal man your argument so that when you talk to somebody yes, that, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of the times in arguments, people will uh, defer to authority, right? Like people who have written the ideology, uh, people who have been in the positions of whatever it is they're arguing for. They mm -hmm. always want to defer to the authority, right? So like, if you understand the authority on that, you have a better opportunity about those things. Maybe even get them to change their point of view. But you don't have to berate. There are people online that I'm going to berate. I'm never going to be nice to people who think they can fuck with the chip. I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fucking call you out, whatever it is. I'm people who argue in bad faith, I know who you are. I can see it right away. And I'm not going to try to have a decent conversation with you. There's a lot of people um, that I don't agree with, especially the libertarian movement and party. There's a lot of people that I don't agree with. And I'm very cordial with and very genial mm -hmm. with and, mm -hmm. and have great conversations. And, and, uh, and, and we're friends and um, and then there's people in the liberty movement who have the same views as those people that come and argue in bad faith and talk shit about my family and stuff and so I call them nerds and losers and retards and all this stuff and I don't argue with them because there's no point in arguing with them right. I'm just going to mock you relentlessly until you go away or I have enough I've had enough fun for the day because I know you're never going to want to hear my side of those things you don't care about the truth it's not about the truth for you right um, and so that's, that's where I'm at. I'm like an inquisitive person, right? Like I want to know more. And I think that's where, you know, when, when we're talking to Reed, I think that's where Joe Rogan goes right, right? Is that um, he really truly wants to understand everybody who walks into that podcast. And 
That's the best, the best, the number one podcast in the entire world because he's so good at doing it. Because he's so good at sitting people down and being like, all right, I want to, I want to come to your point of view. I don't want to, I don't want to berate you. You know what I mean? And he does, and he does occasionally, he'll say, that's fucking stupid or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I get that. And I, and I do that too. I do it to Ryan every show. You know what I mean? Love you. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, it's, it's true. I mean, when you have a show like this, it's to bring on and show and showcase other ideas, and you can't you can't step on somebody who's trying to uh, showcase those ideas for you. You can't just step on them every single time they bring up a point, and that's what Tim does. And I think that's what he's doing to Kanye. I think that's what he did to. I think that's really what he did to Ari the Rugged Man, and he's done it to every guest he ever has on the show. And that's why I stopped watching the show. You know, I don't. Know. I, I got a slight disagreement with the with with the take on Kanye getting up and leaving. One thing we got to remember is he's always around yes people, very wealthy, right? Musician. And so I think Tim wanted to sit down and talk about Yay 24, which there's no, I, I'm sorry, I hate to break it to everybody. There's no chance in hell Kanye West is going to get elected president in 24. Whoa, so, whoa, but, whoa, 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 whoa. I think I'm not so Oh, I'll sure. say it right now. There's no <laughs> chance in hell. I don't think there's he a may, chance. He might pull votes. said that about Donald Trump, too. Including me, Donald Trump yeah, is way more I, I think charismatic. Donald Trump had a better chance of winning the presidency in sixteen. I, I hands down, I don't think he has a chance of doing that. I think he can pull um, uh, black voters away from the Democrats, which oh, is see, great. Here we go, Tim. But, oh, oh, no, no, go. hold on. Okay, no, no, Tim, Tim, Tim said that, but let me let me just tell you why he got up and left. I think he got up and left because he wanted to talk about uh, you know the 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 Jews controlling Hollywood and all this other shit, and I think. Tim wanted to talk about Yay 24 and the dinner at Trump at Mar-a-Lago. That never got discussed. I think I can tell you exactly why he left. Because Tim more than once mentioned, don't categorize you know, all the Jewish executives as a group. They're individuals. You watch the Lex Friedman interview. Lex said that probably 25 times. After about the second or third time, Kanye was like, this is just going to be another Lex Friedman. I'm out. Right. I don't yeah, want to deal with It's a lazy this. argument. It's a lazy argument. And, and then when you, when you say clarify, Tim was trying to clarify, what are you saying when you say they? And that's what pissed him off. That's what I remember seeing was he got pissed off at that and got up and left. So well, he's used to was, sit around yes people. needed clarification there. I think everybody. I think everybody in the room understood. Right, but it's Tim's channel. He, know, he, he knows he's got this giant weight in the room he knows it's a giant show remember that probably so so there's as we're sitting right now there's over a million views on that on that live stream right he's never gotten close to that no his live stream yeah, exactly about 300 200 to 350,000 exactly and i'll tell you probably 50 percent of those that million were nick fuentes fault <laughs> you think yeah dude the dude's got a huge i don't think i think people really do not under i think people underestimate nick fuentes's following too. That guy uh, the the AFPAC angle. He has a fucking massive. Yeah. Massive, really? I mean, the Groypers are the Groypers. massive fucking movie. So do you guys know my Nick Fuentes story? No. no. Oh, no. tell us. Yeah. Tell us. So I was at uh, Freedom Fest in uh, Las Vegas this summer. And as you, as you guys might already know, I did get an SPLC hit piece written about me and Clint. And Welcome to the club. People. Um, and so it was right after this hit piece was written about me. It came out while I was at Freedom Fest, actually. Uh, I heard, oh, Nick Fuentes might be here. And then I found out, actually, no, he's not here. 
but there's this guy jason rink here who i had already known of who um rink is cool as shit by the way he's great great and he had made a documentary called the most i think it's the most canceled man in america yes about nick fuentes and originally he was going to show it at freedom fest and then i guess the freedom fest people asked him hey is there any chance nick fuentes would be willing to come or no no sorry i got that wrong he suggested to them hey this might be like a little too hot you know might he's kind of a controversial person but i can ask him if he's willing to come and do a q a and so then freedom fest instead of waiting to confirm it they just ran with it and published like nick fuentes will be at freedom fest and so then a bunch of outrage mail came in and they ended up canceling nick and then they ended up canceling jason's film presentation they actually canceled jason rink's hotel room yeah oh yeah well it got worse like they originally just canceled his presentation and then they disallowed him from attending and they canceled his hotel room and then he went got a different hotel room and then that hotel canceled his hotel room and so then he was trying to just find a venue to um it was fucking movie so i find out that he's actually going to be there nick fuentes is going to be there too and it's in vegas somewhere nearby and then olivia rondo's boyfriend patriot j was cool as shit as well he was actually he's actually friends with nick fuentes so he was telling me yeah i'm going to the screening tonight so it's like oh man i gotta go to this this is gonna be awesome so jay's a black rapper buddy yeah yeah just (laughs) important nick fuentes is surrounding himself with black rappers yeah (laughs) so uh patriot j and i go we meet up with jason rank who brings us to this undisclosed location where they're sharing where they're premiering this film and so now instead of nick fuentes being in front of a bunch of libertarians where he probably would have faced sort of a rig a rigorous q a where he had to answer a lot of uncomfortable questions and explain himself he is now surrounded by hundreds of his fanboys reapers chanting you know <laughs> it's like a bunch of catholic uh incels you know just like <laughs> Dude, it wasn't like um I did not get white nationalist vibes at all. I got like, wow, guys who have never seen a woman even in a bikini in their entire lives who you know, it it was hilarious. Um it was the gayest thing I'd ever been to. <laughs> okay. So segue. Is he gay? No. I don't Is Fuentes gay? I don't know actually. Really? No. I mean he gives me those vibes. Uh yeah. Yeah. I a, think a twenty four year old man that wants nothing to do with women. Well, he's he, here. So here's the deal. He's like a he's like a, a Catholic extreme. Oh yeah, like yeah. Okay. Extremist Catholic. Okay. I okay. I think he's voluntarily celibate, yeah. but I think uh, it's mostly because he hates women. <laughs> well, he's, he's he's a virgin, bro. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a legitimate yeah. virgin. Yeah. Um, he, and he is he is like an extremist Catholic, extremist, and he you know he doesn't believe in sex before marriage and all that stuff and. Based. Um, yeah, I, I know. We have, we have some <laughs> it d- then why doesn't he have a girl? He, he, he can have a girlfriend. Ryan, Ryan also seems a little effeminate uh, sometimes. You know what I mean? But he, he's <laughs> he's got a wife. Yeah, he's oh, got a wife. Now, yeah, yeah. but no, I I am a little effeminate. Uh, yeah, but you uh, have... there, there's uh like evan evolutionary biologist or whatever somebody who literally studies like sexual behavioral patterns in humans and he said the best thing you can have to be sexually successful as a man is a gay brother and you have a gay brother i do here folks 
First time. I have a gay brother too. He just won't admit that he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> what about gay sisters? Does that get you anywhere? I think that. I think no. that well, in today's society, you know, uh, you're misgendering or probably anyway. Right. Oh, well, I do have a gay sister, so I don't know. If I have helps. a gay, I have a gay brother, but he's, he won't tell anyone he's gay. He refuses. No. Instead, he just fights at every bar he goes to. I apologize he's if still... I derailed that at all, Reed. I'm sorry he's... about that, but. I, I think know, he's gay. Right. I, think he's cl- I think he's a closeted homosexual. So, Josh, your brother still upholds the don't ask, don't tell policy. Yeah, totally. He's like the toughest fucking dude you'll ever meet. <laughs> He'll literally fight you for looking at him wrong. Uh, and, and for years and years and years, I was like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why is he so fucking angry all the time? And then I, older, I was like, dude, that's what it is. Rest homosexual. Sure. I get it now. No, he's, he probably watches the show. He's probably like, shut the fuck up, bitch. I'll fight you right now. But I, I love him to death. He's just, he's just, the, he was, spent most of our life like angry and fighting all the time and shit. Now he's like, now he's like this super laid back, chill, like, but he's a gang, gangster dude. I mean, tattooed from his chin down, fucking hangs out with like AWACS and all these barrier rappers, has chains and drives a fucking Cadillac. Oh no, he got, he just bought a Beamer and he bought shoes that match his Beamer. Like legitimately like fucking gangster dude. But he's like five foot and like a little, he's a little dude. Like the gangster in Moonlight? Um, I don't know. Uh, Top Lops has been a member for 16 months, dude. Almost the whole time the channel's been here. Thanks, buddy. He says he has a gay friend. His name's Reed. <laughs> What's up, faggot? <laughs> there we go. We're shut down again. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. Before we get uh, it too far, I did have two uh, from Outlawed Thoughts, too. He's been a member for 14 months. Shout out to my homie from Outlawed Thoughts. He said, uh, shout out to Ian for coming on Outlawed Thoughts because Ryan went on Outlawed Thoughts the other night. Um, and he threw a $2 super chat. Says, Josh already has six kids at nine with a paper route. At six. Five and a half. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. And two paper routes. All right. Well, we're getting to the end Alpha. of the, uh, the public stream. But before we go, we, we need to talk about Twitter. Okay. So this Twitter fiasco has been wild for me. Watch. As, as a lot of people know, famously, it's been at the beginning of November of 2021. I was banned from Twitter uh, for simply posting a comment that said death is always an option. That was it. That was the only thing I posted. It was a, it was a Twitter comment to the educator thing that was talking about how we needed to normalize the term minor attracted person and that pedophile was a, was a, a, a bad term that hurts feelings and this and that and this and that. And I said, well, death's always an option. That's all I said. I didn't yeah. say, I didn't say, hey, everybody come over here and find this person and hurt them and blah, 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 blah. You didn't said, type KYS. Yeah. So I went to, I went to, I went to sleep and I woke up in the morning and I had an email that said, your account is permanently banned and will not be unbanned for the uh, violation of terms of service. Targeted harassment. What they okay. Said. okay. And then they showed the tweet. Yeah. So I know what tweet did it. Yeah. But I was like, how the fuck is that targeted harassment? I am simply, as a father, um, having a conversation about capital punishment for people who harm children, which I believe in. And which I, is a completely rational argument. And yeah, it's, it's the moderate position. As a father. Opinion. And listen, and I don't, I don't think that the government has to uh, bestow the capital punishment. I think the community can do it. <laughs> Okay. I'm in 100%. Uh, there we go. We, yeah. We're in 100% agreement on that. Yeah. And so you can't tell Don't me get the government involved in it. If, if, if there has to be some kind of re- retributive justice, even in a, in a libertarian society. Yeah. If we were, uh, everything. You know, that's one of the things that doesn't get abolished. That gets privatized. Right. I would privatize it. And, and I would be the man in the neighborhood. Calls on. <laughs> because I, I, and, if, and if you're wrong, if, if you're wrong or I'm wrong, send me to prison for it. If I'm right, buy me a beer. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Dude. And that's the, th- that's the thing. Okay. So that was all I said. 
So it's been over a year now. My account has 19,000 followers. 19, it was almost 20,000. We were just a couple away from 20. Now, it crippled the show. A lot of people don't know that. Like 80% of my show watchers, I don't know if they just hadn't subscribed to the channel or not, but they were coming from Twitter to watch the show. I would put out a, a live tweet during the show. People would come and watch the show. I was getting hundreds of, of, of viewers during the live stream. All And when I look at the metrics, it was coming from Twitter. As soon as they turned down Twitter, I was lucky to get 150 in five days show on YouTube on YouTube oh. now my audio you know we did a million listens in a year audio does really well um, but they crippled the show the live show uh, and that was a year ago for nothing and and so now we have this prospect with Elon at the helm that uh, they're gonna they're gonna reinstate 61,000 accounts uh, all starting with accounts that are 10,000 uh, uh, follows or higher so now it's now almost Wednesday. He said that would start on Monday. Now almost Wednesday. My account with for 10,000 followers, 19,000, still not back. I have yep. sent an appeal every single day that I have been banned for over a year now. Every morning I wake up, I get on Twitter, I go to my old account, submit an appeal, say very nicely, please unban my arbitrarily banned account that was taken away from me for violating terms of service, crippled my show, it stopped the growth of my business, it stopped all these things. Um, and I would appreciate it if I could have it back. Thank you very much. And then whatever holiday, Christmas or Happy Thanksgiving. Every single or John McCain's death anniversary, depending on <laughs> every single day for over a year now, I've sent an appeal, and I'm still doing that. But. Nothing yet. It's fucking a while. Kathy Griffin's back on. Yeah, they let they Kathy Griffin held back held a severed on. head of yeah. a sitting president. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's just, Reed, holy shit. Do you think that this week we will get our accounts back? Now. <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to remain, I, I mean, the most hopefully optimistic. Had, yeah. Well, I try to actually remain pessimistic because then this is the way I look at it. It's better to be delightfully surprised than to be disappointed. <laughs> this is so the same like, way you run your show, by the way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like if you're just expecting the worst. When it turns out better, it's like, oh shit, look at that, great. Instead of like, oh god damn it, like I was really hoping for that or whatever. Like, I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not. Sh I think hope can have value in some instances, but in some instances, it's just setting you up for disappointment. So, but I'm in the same exact boat as you. I got banned over something incredibly stupid um very arbitrary i threatened a a, uh, a a fake person who is a hybrid of myself and clint uh that i would i didn't even technically make a threat of aggression because i just said i will shoot you if you come within a hundred uh feet of my truck or 100 yards of my truck or whatever so i'm not inciting violence against him i'm just letting him know dude if you come near my truck, I'm going to defend my private property. And this guy doesn't even exist. And so I was in the same boat as you at about 19,000 followers. Um, and yeah, I would like to get it back. That's also been a hindrance to my growth. You know, I uh, like um, I, 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 I went from 
zero to 20,000 followers roughly in a year. So I was really growing exponentially on Twitter. Who knows how big the account would be now. And yeah, I was, I was, I was, I I did that. You know, I started my account a long time ago, but I never used Twitter. Um, And I started using it like pretty heavily in 2020. And so in one year, I went from like one fifteen hundred followers to twenty thousand followers. Damn! Yeah. And it was, and I can remember the day that it everything changed. I made a tweet about a wrong. Remember, you remember when they were really talking about? Yeah. Yep. I made a tweet about a wrong, um, about how beautiful the city was and all this stuff, and how bloodthirsty criminals were. Uh, Tehran in general. I yeah. have a lot of friends. Um, and it went fucking huge viral. Huge viral. I, I think like, like uh, uh, I don't even know, like several million followers, like 10 maybe. Um, and then all a whole bunch of several hundred thousand follower tweets. And it, I went from like 2,200 followers to like 10,000 followers in like a three band. It was pretty crazy. And it helped my show. I mean, that was around the same time I was really getting my show off the ground. And um, and so they know, they know that when you have a big platform like that, if they take you out, it's going to fuck you in the long run. They know that. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, I'm, I am, uh, uh, I am obviously a wrong thinker. You know, I don't, I didn't go along with the COVID narrative. I'm not going to go along with the, if I'm not going to go along with the fucking leftist narrative bullshit, I'm not going to go along with the, we roll your kids narrative. I'm literally in, in obstinate defiance of just about every narrative that the, the mainstream media puts out and the government puts out. And, um, and I, I think that, you know, counterculture these days is, you know, holistic care, holistic, uh, natural remedies, the uh, starting of having a, a strong nuclear family and, and, you know, traditional gender roles. I mean, the, the fact yeah, that these those are, like, that's the radical views yeah, online these, now. These are like, this is the counterculture now, dude. I am part of the counter. It was funny growing up. I was part of the counterculture too. I was a pot smoking, skateboarding, you know, gangster. Right. And, yep. and now I'm like, I'm a family man and I refuse to take your poisons and I refuse to support your wars. And it's like, that's the counterculture now. Fucking crazy, yeah. dude. You're exactly right. It's crazy. That's good. It is crazy. Yep. I don't know, Reed. Well, we're, we're getting to the end of this thing. We'll do a, we'll do a members-only stream if Reed's got uh, 20 minutes after this. Um, Reed, before we get going, though, uh, uh, where can people follow you, subscribe to you, listen to you, all that good stuff? Yeah, I'm the only Reed Coverdale in the world, and I'm the only naturalist capitalist in the world. So if you Google either of those, you'll find me. So subscribe. I'm on. YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that happy horse shit. So go find me, go subscribe, follow, whatever. Thanks for having me on, Josh. Yeah, of course, Reed. I'm a, you know, I'm a, not just a friend, but a big fan too, buddy. And I appreciate all that you do. And it's funny because when we first met, <clears throat> it was like this, we were having this argument discussion over libertarian unity. You remember that? Oh yeah. And I, and I kept telling you, just wait, buddy. Just wait. Yeah, yeah. One of these oh, days, yeah. you're gonna fucking hate these people too. And and guess what? You're wrong. I, I wasn't wrong, buddy. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you. And if you just give me five minutes to close out the show, uh, and I will, I will uh, I'll get you get you started on the members only podcast. All right, sounds good, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys, another awesome show. Reed's so cool, dude. He's just yeah. the most laid back. Like this is the reason why his show works so well. so laid back and and like he said, he doesn't care about like the quality of the video. Oh. sound but he brings on great new fan new fan yeah, right here great, yeah i found him on really spotify good. by the way spotify 
Yeah, he's a really good interviewer yeah. too, and he does. He's he's just great, and he does bring on people of different faiths and different political ideologies, and really great man. I, I love him. I, like I said, this I think it's probably a third or fourth. You know, I've had him on a couple of the had him on Tower. Had them on maybe three shows with specific. Uh, if you guys want to go back and find those, those are great. And I will be on uh, the Naturalist Capitalist. I think this week. Thursday or Friday, or maybe tomorrow, Wednesday. Reed, is it tomorrow? If you can hear me, let me know. Uh, we'll talk about it in the Members Only Show. If you guys want to come <laughs> to the Members Only Show where we're going to get way crazier, uh, you guys can join underneath any of my YouTube videos on this channel. Uh, it's like <clears throat> $4.99 a month or something like that, $5.99 a month. It's on sale too. I, yeah, yeah I, signed up, I signed up yesterday. Yeah, and it gets, you, it gets you into all the exclusive content. I do an after-hour show, almost every show we do. I think there's about a hundred. 60 after hour shows up there now of course if you join up on the patreon or subscribe start you can get other swag too it may take me six months to get it shipped out to you but we'll get it shipped out uh even if you become a member and then and then drop your membership i'm still shipping out um but uh definitely support us and come listen to us after the show before we get out of here ryan you got anything i uh, follow me on twitter at bulldog gamer 28 did give me some yep cocks in the chat because i yeah, and thanks for thanks to Reed for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, before, uh, AJ, you got anything before we take off? Oh, get on my new TikTok. My second account's up. Our new TikTok. Poison underscore tip underscore two point oh. That's really gay. I'm almost two thousand. Really gay. Uh, but I love you anyway. Reed, <laughs> can you hear me, Reed? Uh, it, am I coming on your show tomorrow? Is that what it was? Yeah, tomorrow. Okay, just making sure. So I'll be on the Natural Capitalist tomorrow if you guys come and see me there. But it, like I said, if you want to hang out with us in the after-hour show, please do. Uh, before we take off, of, of course, I got one more sponsor, guys. You need to go check out Peace Hawk, Peace Hawk Coffee. Uh, one of my favorite people in the entire Liberty Movement, Mr. Will Hobson, has put together this great idea where he'll be selling uh, coffee beans from around the world in war-torn areas. One dollar of every uh, bag that he sells will be going... I, he's, I got a new ride up here. Uh, with this small coffee roasting business, Peace Hawk will self, uh, sell delicious micro-batch coffee, uh, roasted coffee online while donating at least $1 of every pound sold to worthy foreign aid organizations like Yemen Relief and Reconstruction Foundation, who has expressed support for this project. Uh, their initial focus will be on Yemen, Ethiopian coffee. Uh, they'll have some affordable Central American varieties available too. However, Peace Hawk will always donate at least $1 from every pound sold to worthy foreign aid when you buy Peace Hawk coffee, you're not only buying great coffee, you have a chance to support the economies of countries struggling against the effects of war, support stellar private aid foundations doing life-saving work abroad, support stateside peace activists like myself and uh, other future pe uh, people that, that uh, Mr. Will may hire. The name Peace Hawk will be uh, the counter to the War Hawk, who is aggressively pro-war. This company will be aggressively pro-peace. Sign up at their email list at peacehawk.coffee. Uh, that's where you'll get when stuff drops, stuff starts. I know I have some coffee on the way, so I'm pretty excited about it. Will's one of the coolest guys, too. He actually came from the left, uh, and the anti-war sentiment made him a, uh, a libertarian, and now he's a hardcore libertarian. He's the Mises organizer for the uh, Oregon State Libertarian Party there. Great guy. Guys, I'll see you on uh, Thursday. I'm going to be doing the show on Thursday. I don't know. Can Ryan, can you guys do a show on Thursday this week? Yeah, I could do Thursday. Do the show on Thursday this week? Yes, sir. We'll do the show Thursday this week. I think Friday I got something for my 
I'm going to be, oh, uh, Friday is our annual tree decorating kids. Okay. Third or fourth, somewhere the first week in December, we brew some delicious hot chocolate with marshmallows. Uh, I throw on the Nat King Cole Christmas record <laughs> because that's my favorite. It, does, it reminds me of growing up with my grandfather. We decorate Christmas trees. So we'll be doing that uh, on Friday. So we'll show Thursday and then the following week, we'll probably do Thursday, Friday that week. Guys, I love you to death. I will see you uh, on Thursday uh, with, re- with uh, Mr. Ryan Fisher. But until then, don't forget to break the To explain the lyrics of my last song, they seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse of the frame. But I just meant it in Minecraft. The helicopter part was a reference to GTA 5 and the things you do. So when any violence you commit, I am not an excuse. Cause I just meant it in Minecraft. What Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold. Accusations of incitement getting totally old. Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft There's nothing I mean, you know it No product finish, get the clothes, you